It's so nice to know that your child can come to you when they need to be comforted. But when you seem to be the only one they prefer, it can be exhausting, especially when it's time for bed. What to do when your child only lets you put them to bed? Today, we'll talk about letting go and giving your partner that space to take over. Plus, when is it time to say goodbye to the sippy cup? I'm Laura. And I'm Jennifer. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast. We are so glad you're here. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hi, this is Lauren from Kennesaw, Georgia. I have a 17-month-old daughter who all of a sudden refuses to let anyone put her to bed but me. The second I walk out of her room to let my husband do the bedtime routine, she loses her mind and is inconsolable until I come back. Is this just a phase or is she going to be traumatized forever if I don't put her to bed every night? We just don't know what to do. Thank you so much for your help. I would like to address question number two right off the bat. Is she going to be traumatized if somebody else tries to put her to bed? And will I have to do this forever? And the answer to that, my dear, is absolutely not. No, no. she will not be traumatized. No. We all fear that as parents. So we just want to get that right off the no. bat. No, we're always going to go back to what the truth is. And the truth yes. is she can let dad put her to bed and she can go to bed without your intervention and you being there. And having done this um, with the smart paradigm where our toddler by design app tells you the five primary motivators of toddlers will review. It spells smart. It's social movement and engineer rule follower and touch. And what this question tells me is that you have a little rule follower. She yep. likes things to go according to plan. She doesn't really like a lot of change. And she does not like dueling authority. So part of what we're going to do, because you are in charge of nighttime, is we are going to hand that authority over to dad. And so instead of convincing her that dad can do just as good of a job, you say, I love when dad puts you to sleep. He's great at it. And that's how it's going to happen tonight. And that transfers the authority to him without, you know, if you lack authority, she'll take over for sure. Right. These kids can be kind of bossy. Um, and she won't like it for a couple of nights. And I also want to speak to dad's heart and mm. say, because a lot of times, you know, what's wrong with me? Um, there's not a thing wrong with you. She loves familiarity and she loves you. And that's all this is about. It's just some things unfamiliar. She doesn't like dueling authority. She just likes the same thing to happen every night. And is that going to make her, you know, a strict rule follower, you know, when she grows up? No, it's just how she's designed right now. And we're going to speak into it. And we're going to say, daddy's going to put you to bed tonight. He's great at it. I love when he does that. And you're going to love it. You can tell me to say that, Jennifer. Oh, yeah. Right? 
But my body language and my face is saying something completely different. Ready for the breakdown. Stressed and worried, and my husband is heartbroken, and here my kid is heartbroken, and yet I want to go to Bible study, you know. But I can't go because I know that there's a battle ensuing. So I can say that all, all I want, but how do I help to portray that confidence? You know, we just have to be actors, right? We yes. have to like... The Oscar goes to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that's such a great question oh. because as moms, we really do emotionally babysit everyone. Yes. Oh, gosh. And we feel responsible for dogs. what's happening. Especially the pets. Oh, yes. So how do we release that responsibility and allow our daughter who loves their father and loves familiarity and the father who loves their daughter and not so crazy about the yelling and screaming, right. how do we let them work it out? Well, we believe in what they are capable of doing. And we the, sometimes you got to scream it out. She's going to scream it out a couple of times when it happens. And we handle it very consistently, even when it seems like it's not working. And right. it will start to work. And it will. And I think really what you have to do, Mom, is not go in and rescue the situation. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard because I, mean, I don't like that, the screaming either. Yeah. So yep. I think that, you know, you probably need to step aside. You say that confident phrase. Your body language is going to show that you believe it with every ounce in your being. And you're going to get out of the way. Yes. And let them figure it out because they can. Yeah. And there'll be some screaming. But you can tell the confidence not only to your daughter, but to your husband. So a lot of times we get asked, how do I get out of their way? How do I get out of their way? Is it, you know. I want to listen in. I want, I want to make sure they're doing so it right. <laughs> and, you know, so my answer to that is yes, plan to go take a walk around the block, go out with some girlfriends, remove yourself from the situation. However, that's not always possible. There's other things that have to get done. We, you know, we need to get the laundry done. We need to get ready for the next day or, you know. So I don't want you to feel like you have to leave the house, right? Right. But I would plan a few nights of heading out. <laughs> or you can put your earbuds in and, oh, you know, play some music that keeps you calm. You, you think those really good thoughts and the good thoughts sometimes you have to say out loud is they are safe. They are loved. They can learn to do this. They are safe. They are loved. They can learn to do this. And sometimes saying that out loud just resonates to our own heart. If we don't have somebody that's saying that to us because we have a tendency to go worst case scenario right away. And so we kind of have to fight that. And so those are some great phrases. And, you know, even if nighttime doesn't go the same exact way that you do it and they come up with things that they're doing on their own, they'll only have the opportunity to make it their own if they are left to their own. Oh, and so, I didn't think yeah, about that, Jennifer. Can... I love that. Like, <laughs> how many times do we tell Dan, Yeah. well, you're going to do her bath, and then you're going to read two stories, and then you've got to stand on your head and spin around three times, and then you have to make sure that she does it this way, and you do it this way. And, and if you leave too loud, it's going to ruin right. everything. Yeah. Close the door very gingerly. Yeah. So, yes, all know, the details. But I love that advice. I love that, hey, you know what? 
let dad figure it out. Mm-hmm. Let dad figure out what it is that he wants to do or your other partner, whoever it is that's helping you out in this journey. The only caveat with that is because these dads are so tenderhearted, you know that dad's going to be in a crib with <laughs> this whole body. That, well, this is how I wanted to work it out. I made her stop crying and I'm holding her and this feels fantastic, no. but a little uncomfortable and tomorrow I'll be kind of stiff. Um, you know, so... What we want to do is we want to be able to give them an opportunity with just some basic guidelines. Like, you guys work that out. Butterfly kisses, dances. Mm. Honey, do you remember when you sang me that country song? And you really have a great voice. Like, you guys could sing together. And, you know, but whatever I do you come up with, it's great. Just come back out here in 10 minutes. That's how long nighttime takes. And as long as you're back out here to me, even if it was Scream Fest 2023, yeah, you shut the door and you got out and you, you know, tried your best. We'll keep, I will keep giving you that authority in front of our kids and telling them that you'll be good at it and you go in there and be good at it. And I promise you it's going to stick. Get back out to me in 10 minutes and we're in this together. Our friends at Mission Mighty Me have been making it deliciously simple to include peanuts and tree nuts in babies' diets as the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends with their proactive nut butter puffs. Oh my gosh. And these Mission Mighty Me puffs are so wonderful. And the peanut butter puffs contain seven grams of organic peanut protein per pouch. Perfect for meeting the AAP guidelines. They recently added two new flavors to the bunch as well strawberry and peanut butter, plus banana and peanut butter. Sounds delicious. Oh my gosh. I think we should. Have we gotten some? I believe we need some. These 100% organic puffs are made with actual strawberries and bananas. No artificial ingredients, no natural quote unquote flavors or added sugar. And they're yummy, quick dissolve, and they melt in those little mouths and big mouths too. (laughs) Mighty Meat Puffs are a safe and delicious way to follow feeding recommendations for introducing common food allergens to babies and toddlers and keeping them in the diet regularly. And this is in response to having two decades of research because we recognized avoiding nuts became the norm for babies and In response to that, nut allergies tripled. And so avoiding nuts is no longer advised for most babies. And that's why we're responding in this way. We want to get this in in a delicious and easy way because we know that you're busy. Um, Everybody loves them. And they were really invented by the pediatric allergist who was at the forefront of this research and really realized what was happening. Visit missionmightyme.com to learn more and use Moms on Call 20 for 20% off your first order. Hey moms, I'm a huge fan of y'all. My name is Claire and I live in Beaver, Georgia. And my oldest daughter is five years old and I have two little kids as well. But um, my husband absolutely hates washing all the little parts to our kids' sippy cups. Well, I do too. And um, he just wants them to drink out of regular cups already. So I just wanted to call in and see if there was a good age where I could start letting the kids switch. And um, just wanted to know what's the best way we could transition them from 
the sippy cups or water bottles to regular cups without lids. Thanks. So when do we go from a sippy cup to a regular cup? Wow, this is um, a question that has kind of a varied answer. The answer is it depends. It depends on two things. Everybody progresses at their own pace. And a lot of it depends on what design your toddler is. And that's how we can motivate them to get from here to there when we know what they're looking for in life. So we'll review again the smart paradigm. That is social movement, an engineer, rule follower, and touch. And we're going to answer this question according to design. And I think that's so important because, you know, we're really big on saying, look, we're going to use a variety of sippy cups, right? Even as early as four, six months of age, you're starting to expose them to spouted sippy cups, the, the straw sippy cups, the straw sippy cups, open cups. They start to play with those around seven or eight months of age. The question is... When do you want to deal with the mess? Exactly. That's the thing. There are some (laughs) days that I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to strip them down to their diaper. We're going to sit outside in in this beautiful weather, and I'm going to hand them an open sippy cup and let them kind of figure out what that feels like and pick it up and spill it and make a mess, and that's great. And there are some days like, no, I want the sippy cup that's going to not spill when they drop it on the floor for the hundredth time because I just don't have it in me today to clean that up. And oh, so yeah, we're going to grandma's house and she has a white like couch. Right? You know, so so I think a lot of that has to do with the, it's situational. Your decorating style. Your decorating style. <laughs> grandma's house. The design of your toddler as to when you make yeah. that transition and and it's not all of or nothing. So I think yeah. that's the biggest thing is that okay, yeah, I don't I get it. Those sippy cup tops can be disgusting and so difficult. Have you ever found one in the minivan like after it's been in there for 2 weeks? And then you why do you open it? You can't help it. Why? And once you open it, you need to give it to someone else and go, "This is so disgusting. And Smell it." Yeah. <laughs> like you have why? to share the no, disgust. You're supposed, okay. <laughs> This is the PSA for today. Yeah. When you find that sippy cup in the minivan that you have no idea how long it's been, throw do not it open. Just out. throw it away. Just throw it throw away. It Step back. Save yourself. Save yourself. That That's the PSA for today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad, we feel you. We know. Um, so with that, we want to be able to expose them to these different sippy cups early on. But if you didn't. And you've got a five-year-old and they still want to drink out of a sippy cup because, again, it's familiar. Let's see how they're designed and we'll use their motivators to help motivate them to make the transition. So anytime in toddlerhood that you want to be able to transition to regular cups, let's talk about that one at a time. All right. So social, Jennifer. Let's go there first. So social. What is the best way to begin to make that transition from a spouted sippy cup or always using a straw cup to just a regular old cup. So social kids want to be able to do things other people are doing. They want to be able to kind of show off a little bit. They love the attention. So when you're at dinner and you're all drinking out of the regular cups, you triangulate and you say to dad, you know what? I bet that they're going to be able to drink out of that regular cup just like us. I bet you they can do it. And gosh, what does that look like? What face do you make when you drink out of this cup? They love that because they're understanding facial cues, facial expressions. And then you can all kind of make funny faces and drink out of it. And that just motivates them to try. And have the cup there. 
right? Right. I mean, I think so often we just don't expose them. Right. When in all actuality, if we just put it out, they do fine. They do great. Those engineers. Oh, Oh, let's talk about an engineer. Engineers are so much fun. They want to know how this works. So they have probably already figured out how this works by watching everybody around them. And they're probably wondering, well, where's my cut? They're already three steps ahead of where you Oh, yeah. Are. They get insulted if you try and give them a baby cup. Like, what is this? We're all adults here. I don't understand Hello. why my cup is this color and yours are different. Yeah. yeah so the engineers usually don't have that much of a problem if they're exposed and they want what you have. Um, the movement kids, like, they just don't want to sit still long enough to figure it out. They're going to make a mess. Yeah. That's just, it's just going to be messy for a while and they don't care. They don't care if they spill stuff on them. They're going to spill it and run. It's yeah. just. fun for them. So they can be the hardest ones. Um, And then we have the rule followers. So we want to make a rule about how we're going to regular cups now. And this is what we all do. And And you're going to be great at it. Yes. And if they have a younger sibling that they can show or a baby doll or a stuffed animal that they can teach how to drink out of a regular cup, then they're going to take that kind of little bossy nature. We're just calling it like it is. And we're going to use it to their advantage. So they're going to drink out the sippy cup, I mean, out of a regular cup, right? Um, and the whole, all the stuffed animals will also drink out of the regular uh, cup that is correctly. A, all right, so that leaves us with touch. Oh, the touch uh, kids. Those They're so snuggly. <laughs> they are. They would do it if you held them in your lap. Oh, yeah. That would be their favorite, favorite place. Thing. We just oh. have some time where we're together. And, and you're just drinking from it. your cup and yes. they have their open cup and they're so, oh, yes. so snuggly. Just rubbing their little leg or tousling their hair every now and again. They will get the hang of it. You got to give them what they're looking for in life and they can master almost anything. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey.